This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Elizabeth Preston, episode 189, Feel Desirable. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for barrier-breaking women who are ready to shed their good girl layers so they can own their power and live deeply fulfilling lives instead. I'm your host, Lindsay Elizabeth. I'm a leadership coach to women all over the world. And I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me and my guests as we challenge you to shed society's bullshit systems and beliefs to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you were meant to be. As you listen, trust your intuition to take what you love and leave the rest. The thoughts and perspectives I share on the show are my own with the lens of my lived experience as a privileged, white, cis, straight, able-bodied woman. And while that informs my experience and perspectives, I wholeheartedly believe living a deeply fulfilling life is possible to every woman. If I ever say anything harmful, I'm open to doing better and hearing your feedback. My goal is for you to leave this show feeling empowered, inspired and ready to share this show with every woman you know so they too can create a life that lights them the fuck up from the inside. Are you ready to get started? Let's go. Hi there, my friend. Welcome to another episode of the show. As I always say, I'm so grateful you're here. Today is a really fun episode. We're going to be talking about how to feel desirable. My goal, by the end of this episode, you walk away with a new self-concept about yourself and you love yourself more, you have a pep in your step, you look at yourself differently, and of course, you feel desirable. So before we jump into how to get to that place, I want to give you my inspiration for this episode. If you followed me closely, you know for many years now, there has been an element inside of me where I haven't felt desirable. I've talked about it often with things going on in my marriage and, you know, my husband not planning dates and not taking the lead on things and what that was bringing up for me was this consistent thought of I'm not desired or I'm not desirable. And so I've done a lot of work around this as to why I think that way and to shift that to get to a place to feel desirable. So I've had to clean out some icky stuff, some trauma in there from like past You know, people, you know, people I dated, people I wasn't associated with, friends, whatever. I've had to clear out that trauma or those thoughts. And I've gotten to a place recently where I felt pretty desirable. But a few days ago, I had this dream. And I'm going to tell you the details of my dream because this is what led me to the aha of, wow, Lindsay, you still have more work to do. So you know how dreams are. They're a little bit different. But I was recording a podcast, but it wasn't for this show. It was like I went into a studio and I was almost like on the radio. It's interesting because I've been watching the Sex and the City reboot recently. Um, I forget what it's called. 
and there it goes or something. I don't know. But anyways, in the show, Carrie has a podcast, but she goes into a studio. And so in my dream, that's what I did. And it was this really big show. And I was interviewing Dwayne Johnson, aka The Rock. And um, he's about to put out a new movie. And so, of course, he's in my consciousness, right? Because I see him more on TV and such. So anyways, in my dream, I interview him for the podcast. And the way that I show up for the interview is I don't even have makeup on. My hair is disheveled. I have these big headphones on because we're recording this podcast. And I just kind of show up even like in sweatpants and just like totally my authentic self and with no like bells and whistles on top of that, right? And so we have this interview and I was like, wow, it was really cool to meet you, Dwayne. Like, so great to connect, really chill and cool about it. And when we left, somehow he got in contact with me and started messaging me of, you know, I can't stop thinking about you. I have to take you out. I've never felt this way about somebody before. And if you're somebody who has been in a narcissistic relationship like I have, you know, the first thing that came up for me in my dream was, okay, am I getting played here? This is really weird. Why is he thinking this? And so in my dream, I start kind of coaching myself of like, no, like this isn't narcissistic, Lindsay, and like read the vibes here and the vibes are this is authentic. And so in my dream, I start thinking about like, wow, I can't believe this guy who is so famous and wealthy beyond what many people could even imagine and what many people would consider very handsome likes me. And he likes me just completely as I am again, without any bells and whistles. And that's what I couldn't believe in my dream. I couldn't take in that a man like that would like me the way that I am. And I woke up from that dream and I was like, that is bullshit, Lindsay. That is not okay. Like you've got to get to a place where Anyone who is attracted to you, be it romantically, sexually, or otherwise, you don't doubt it. You're in a headspace of like, yeah, of course he or she does, because I am so desirable that of course they like me, right? And it's so interesting too, because something that came up in my personal life with my husband is I started to see a way that he is self-sabotaging us connecting. And so I brought it up to him. I was like, hey, you notice every time I do X, Y, Z, you have something that comes up for you, be it illness or magically like work becomes busy or something. And I just want to let you know, I think you're self-sabotaging here because it seems like every time I'm really desiring you, you're not available. And I realized, you know, this has been going on for a while you know, again, I've been talking about this for a while on the show and it's it's gotten a lot better. Obviously, we're at a new level now. I always say new level, new double. And so the new level now is I have so much desire for myself and for him that he hasn't done the work to meet me at that energetic vibration, right? So anyways, what I'm saying here is I started to see, oh, okay, even though it's gotten so much better and I have so much more belief in my ability to be desirable, that him not meeting me in that energetic vibration is causing me to not have the confidence to think I'm so highly desirable that somebody like Dwayne Johnson would like me, right? 
Now, I say that's causing me to feel that way in a way of, you know, if you know the model, which is a tool I teach often, circumstances don't create our results. It's our thoughts about our circumstances creating our results, right? So my husband not meeting me at that energetic vibration of seeing me as highly desirable or at least acting on that then creates some sort of thought of disbelief in me of like, okay, I'm sort of desirable, right? And so what I did is I started coaching myself. I made some time, I pulled out my journal, and I started to just write down on paper, hey, I'm noticing my confidence isn't the level that I want it to be, and the way for me to get to this next level is to program in how extremely desirable I am. So I've been doing that work the past few days, and I just went to lunch, and I was actually supposed to come back and then work on another project, and as I was driving from lunch, I was like, no. Lindsay, plug in your mic, start a podcast, and teach everybody what you're doing right now. Because a side note for you, and I think that's what kind of sparked this whole desire thing and seeing my growth and seeing it around me, was I took a masterclass from Simone Sung. She's a marketing coach in essence for coaches. I've mentioned her on the podcast, especially the gaslighting episode. We'll link it in the show notes. But that was a masterclass I took from her. I really love her work right now. It's really speaking to me. I love her energy. And so I did another masterclass of hers that I had actually purchased a long time ago and just got to watch it this week. And I forget what it's called. It's like non-sleazy selling or something like that. But in the masterclass, she talks about that in order to sell our offers, we have to have so much desire for it. In essence, we have to get to know our offer, date our offer, talk to our offer, create so much desire that we have for our own offer that we just can't stop thinking about it and talking about it. And, you know, in essence, it's like so sexy and we want to like do all these things with our offer, right? So it got me thinking, I was like, yeah, not only do I see these holes and where my confidence is at, but I also see where I'm not generating a ton of desire just in my everyday life. And so I know the title of this episode is Feel Desirable. I went back and forth of, should I call it Feel Desirable or Feel Desire? And it could be either or, because what I'm going to teach you today is going to help you create both. Because if you want to feel desirable, you have to feel desire in your life, right? It's just like if you want to feel happy, you've got to create happiness in your life and find it everywhere. It's the same thing, right? So I'm going to teach both of those things for you today, okay? You ready? Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk you through is what I did in my journal when I said, okay, there's a hole in my confidence I need to increase my confidence in essence, and the way that I'm gonna do that is feel more desire for myself. And so I started writing down every little thing about me and saying how it was desirable, okay? So I'm gonna give you an idea. If you hear me flipping, it's because I'm flipping in my journal. But I started just listing out every single thing, like I said, that I am, that I do, 
So I said, the way I walk is desirable, the way I run is desirable, the way I talk is desirable, the way I move is desirable, the way I eat is desirable, the way I jump is desirable, the way I glide is desirable, the way I dance is desirable, the way I kick is desirable, the way I drink is desirable, the way I breathe is desirable. And I go on and on, right? And of course I go to different body parts and I say things like, my nose is desirable, my eyes are desirable, my ears are desirable, my forehead is desirable, and I go on and on and on. And then I say my skin is desirable and my skin color is desirable. My body is desirable exactly how it is. And then I go on to more things in my body, every little piece of my body here. Okay, so I don't want you to just say my body's desirable. I want you to go into every single detail of your body, your face, what you do, what even like the things that aren't what we consider desirable, like the way I sneeze is desirable, the way I blow my nose is desirable, the way I go to the bathroom is desirable, right? My um, cellulite is desirable, my body hair is desirable. Like I have gone in and I have listed as many things as I could think of that I do or that I am and I have put it in a sentence of blank is desirable. Okay, and it may seem really redundant. It may seem almost silly to get that detailed, but I will tell you, you know, I did this one day and then I left it and I went to work and did all the things that I needed to do that day. And that night I was finding things that I forgot to mention. And I started to see too, the things that I had listed earlier in the day felt different to me. Now, I will preface this by saying I've done a lot of work on myself. I've cleared a lot of things, especially around desire, as I mentioned. And so it's really easy for my mind now to shift to believing more that these things are desirable. You may not have such an easy and fast shift because you may have more things to clean out, but you may be like me and have done that work and you just need a little bit more mindset work to get you to the next level. Either way, you doing this exercise is going to help you feel more desirable, okay? So as I said, I listed all of these things in which I'm desirable. I mean, it's probably hundreds of things that I listed. And I especially went in and listed things that I'm self-conscious about. Like sometimes, you know, my ex would tell me that my breath stunk. And so I still find myself at times not talking to people or not getting close to people because I'm almost a little bit paranoid that my breath stinks and I don't want to be near them, which is so fucked up, right? <laughs> it's so abusive in some ways because he would just play with my head. And so I spent a lot of time talking about my breath. Like my breath is desirable, the way that I breathe is desirable, even when my breath quote unquote stinks, it's desirable. Like I went into all of those details, okay? So do that for you. And then I have just an overall arching belief that I'm repeating to myself many times throughout the day of I am oozing with magnetic desire and everything I do. I'm also saying I'm the most desirable person in every room. Okay. Now for some, you may say, well, Lindsay, are you trying to be better than everybody else? So I saying you're the most desirable in every room. Listen, I want everybody to be desirable. That's why I'm doing this teaching, right? I want you to be desirable, 
But it's just helpful for me to be like, okay, I'm going to walk into any room, see what the vibration is, and I am going to believe, no matter if it's true or not, that I am just as desirable, if not more desirable. Okay? That's just helpful for me right now. You get to choose what is helpful for you and what you want to believe. And as I always tell clients, when you're starting to create what we call mantras, which these are mantras, you want to say and think things that are a stretch for you, but not too stretchy. So for me, I am oozing with magnetic desire and everything I do feels stretchy, but it doesn't feel unbelievable to me. Okay. For somebody else, that may be totally unbelievable. And so that's too stretchy for them. For other people, they may be like, yeah, of course I'm oozing with magnetic desire, Lindsay. Like, I don't even need to say that to myself, okay? And you need to say something else. So you get to decide here. Because going back to what I said earlier, remember it's never our circumstances that create our results. It's the way that we think about things that then generates the feeling we wanna feel, which in this case is desire or feeling desirable to then create the results of people thinking and feeling that way about us, okay? And it was so interesting too that the first day when I did this desire listing, you know, part of my brain was like, well, I don't know, Lindsay, really is the way that you go to the bathroom desirable, the way you sneeze or these other things that you're saying, you know, aren't desirable are. And I thought about my kids and I thought about this kitten that we got uh, about three months ago. And it's so funny because this kitten, whenever I go clean her litter box, she then jumps in the litter box and like goes to the bathroom right in front of me. And some people will be like, oh my gosh, that's so disgusting. Well, I just think she is the cutest, most precious thing in the entire world. And I thought that about my other cats, even when they were older. I just thought they were like the best things on the entire planet. And everything they did to me was super desirable. Even when they had hairballs, I was like, oh, My little Cosmo had a hairball, let me clean it up. And it's so funny because I saw a TikTok the other day with cat owners that they're like, oh my gosh, I love my cat so much. And their cat does all these disgusting things, (laughs) you know, that someone called disgusting and treats them like crap, but cat owners are still just like, oh my God, they're so cute, right? And so that's what I was like, okay, Lindsay, if you can find that about your cats, you can find that about your kids, Why can't you believe that there are people out there that would find everything that you do desirable, even what we consider quote unquote disgusting, because you have created that with them and it shows, right? My kids and my cats feel so loved by me. They know almost every day I'm going to go up to them and Likely I put my little hands on their face and I say, oh, you're so cute, you're so cute. You're the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I just love you so, 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 so much. And it's so funny because my son who's four, he goes and he does that to his friend at school who's a girl and she just like eats it up and thinks like he's the coolest thing ever. And this other girl likes him too, I guess, or you know, four-year-old, whatever that is, right? We don't want to define it by liking, but you know, the kind of joke behind the scenes is like, oh, Denver, Denver's my son. Denver's a ladies' man. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, because I talk to him with so much desire, right? Because I just think he's the cutest thing ever in the entire world. And I'm not saying other kids aren't the cutest, but I feel so grateful that they are my kids and this is my kitten, right? 
And so why wouldn't people think that of me of like, I am so grateful that Lindsay is my coach. I'm so desirable, you know, or she's so desiring to me. Same with my marriage. You know, that's what I'm kind trying to up level into with my husband. Same with my friends. I'm generating a lot of new friendships in my life. And I'm going into those relationships of like, of course they want to be friends with me, right? So that's the first exercise you can do to feel more desirable is just start to list out every single thing that you do, that you are, and state that it's desirable and see what comes up for you mindset-wise. And if you're getting a lot of resistance in your brain and it just feels way too stretchy to do this, that, my friend, shows you the work that you need to do by healing, by cleaning out your mindset, by shifting some things in order for you to believe those things. If you're not getting a lot of resistance like me, then you're at a place of like, great, I'm just gonna keep repeating this self to myself. And in time, it's just gonna be second nature, okay? Because as I said, those things right now feel believable to me, but they're not like solid, you know, like hands down, I believe every single part of those statements that I'm making in my journal. Okay, and I wanna get to that place, all right? So pretty easy, right? That's how you start to feel desirable. And I also encourage you then, as you're stating those things in your journal or wherever you're putting them, to then walk as if you're desirable, right? And start to think, okay, how would I do these things if I was doing it from a place of desirable? And something to watch yourself for here is we are programmed in our society on what is desirable every single second of the day, pretty much, right? And what have we been programmed for? Of like, basically Victoria's Secret models, right? And so, of course, if you're gonna go against the grain in that, you're gonna get some resistance because you are pushing against your conditioning that's told you, oh, your breasts have to look this way to be desirable, or your stomach, or the way that you eat has to look like this, right? And so just be mindful of that because what you get to do now is you get to intentionally decide what is desirable, okay? So I'll give you an example. You know, part of me is like, oh, well, to look desirable in the way that I dress is desirable, you know, I've got to like wear a push-up bra and like do my hair and my makeup and, you know, wear these tight little outfits. And I saw my brain going there and I stopped it and I was like, no, I don't want to fit into that mold. That is uncomfortable for me. I've lived many years of my life that way and I'm not gonna do that anymore. And I go back to the vision I had in my dream where I showed up to that podcast interview with Dwayne Johnson and I was in sweatpants with no makeup and just looking like me with no bells and whistles, right? And I was like, okay, Lindsay, that is what you're gonna define as desirable. Sure, you're gonna dress up. Sure, you're gonna put on makeup from time to time. As many of my clients know, I put it on pretty often these days. There was a while I was not. Sure, you're gonna do your hair. Sure, you're gonna work out, right? But you're also not gonna do it in a way of like, oh, I have to do this to be desirable. I am deciding that right now in this moment, exactly as I am, I am extremely desirable. And anything that comes up telling me otherwise, like one thing I mentioned was cellulite. That's something that's been on my mind. I'm like, ooh, my thighs just look a little cellulite lately. I'm like, no, stop. That's extremely desirable, Lindsay. Sure, maybe there's some things you wanna change there, but that doesn't mean it's not desirable exactly as it is, okay? It's like coming at any goal or anything you're wanting to accomplish, if it's not even at the goal level yet, 
of not coming from what what's the word like inefficiency not inefficiency of like that you're broken and you need to be fixed okay you're coming at it from a place of like I'm great as where I am now I just want to be even better right okay so hopefully all of that makes sense super easy exercise to do right and then as you're going around through your day I want you to set the intention of I'm going to find desire everywhere Okay. A lot of people call this like sensuality even. I did a sex course over the summer. It was a little mini one. I haven't even finished it actually. It's a good reminder. I need to go finish that. But I did this little mini sex course and she was talking about sensuality in it. And she's like, you know, one of the ways for you to really start to love your life on a whole new level, and this is very common for a lot of sex coaches out there to teach this, is to find desire and pleasure in everything you're doing. Okay, so even these non-pleasurable things, like for me doing laundry, how can I find pleasure in that? How can I create desire in that, right? You know, it goes back to what I was talking about earlier when I took that class from Simone Sung about my offer. I've felt, in complete honesty, not a lot of excitement around my Awakened Woman program for probably months if not longer because I started my mastermind about two years ago called living the dream and that's almost been like this love affair that I've been having it was like I was married to a wicked woman and it got a little bit boring and I was like okay let me like spice things up and like bring in this new lover in essence right and I've loved living the dream and I'm glad I've spent that time but I've had to catch myself when I did Simone's class of like, oh my gosh, I've totally forgotten about me creating desire for awakened woman and really falling in love with that again and really giving her time and attention and creating desire in that. And so what I'm doing now is I'm spending intentional time in my mind or in my journal on a near daily basis, finding desire again in selling that program, okay? And so again, How are you finding desire in your life? You're setting the intention, I'm going to find desire wherever I go. I'm going to see how amazing it is that we've invented things like paper clips, is something I'm looking at my desk right now. How cool is that? This little metal thing we've created and we've twisted it in a certain way that it brings papers together, okay? So you're just finding all the beauty Okay, you can call it desire, you can call it beauty, you can call it gratitude, you can call it presence. It doesn't matter, right? But you're finding the beauty and everything. And some people would argue with that of like, well, isn't that really childlike? Isn't that going to make you really irresponsible or just make you seem really immature? And I would argue that this is what makes life so amazing and fun. I mean, we see this with young children, right? I see this with my kitten. Everything that she's exploring right now is so exciting to her. It's like, oh my gosh. I remember when she first started living with us and she was able to see the rain. She just sat there and watched the rain like it was just the coolest thing she had ever seen in her entire life, right? Anytime we get her a new toy or she's exploring a new room or something moves a different way she's never seen. Like I took her in the backyard the other day and she was walking around the backyard And just touching grass, she was like, oh my gosh, what is this feeling? I've never felt this feeling before. 
and then she went in the corner and she found one of the sprinkler heads and she kept hitting it because she didn't know what it was and then she was just so in the moment of trying to figure everything out right and so when you're creating more of that desire or presence or whatever you want to call it of course you're going to generate more of that feeling and of course people are going to be more attracted to you right I say this with my coaching process all the time is that people who do that work end up being, in essence, more desirable because they feel better. They're in that hunt space. We do a lot of gratitude work and gratitude is the highest emotional frequency you can feel. So of course, if you're generating that feeling, people are like, who are you? I want to be near that because our brain is full of neurons and our neurons want to mirror the energy around us. When you put two energetic beings together, be it humans or anything else, you want to match the frequency of that, okay? So if you're generating a higher frequency energy, people are attracted to that because you make them feel better. So what does that correlate to? Then you're desirable, right? Crazy, huh? Now I will say, For some people, they're like, well, are you saying that then I have to be positive all the time and I have to be in this high vibe all the time? No, I'm not saying that because life is life. We're humans for a reason. And that reason is for us to feel all of the feelings. That's why many spiritual people say we chose humanhood. That's part of the experience of being on this planet as a human. It's for us to experience all the feelings. But, you know, what I teach my clients and what I do in my own life is when you're feeling something that doesn't feel so great, be it anger, sadness, you know, shame, whatever, you go feel the depth of those feelings immediately. So I'll give an example of this. I mentioned my husband and I didn't really like, it didn't start as an argument. I went to him and I'm like, hey, I'm noticing this pattern in you. Just be aware of it. I think you're self-sabotaging. He did not take that well. That's typical for him. Anytime I notice a pattern in him, which is my zone of genius, he takes offense to it. He's an Enneagram one and he just has not still worked through that it's okay to get feedback sometimes. Okay, that can be hard for ones who haven't worked through that. So he really annoyed me and he pissed me off because then he turned it on me and he's like, no, this is you and you and you and you. And I was like, listen, you're not listening to me. I'm not blaming you. I'm just telling you this. I'm seeing a pattern in this. This is my zone of genius. I'm not backing down. Okay. And then I left that conversation, came into my office. I screamed. I said some things that I really wanted to say to his face, but were not going to be helpful or kind. I slammed my hand into the door because I was pissed. And within minutes, I got all of that out of my body. And that's what allowed me to sit down and say, all right, Lindsay, let's build your confidence. What do you need to do to feel more desire? Let's go. Because I felt the depth of those feelings. It's when we don't lean into those things, we just stuff it, or worse yet, we turn to distractions, things like, oh, I need a drink. Oh, I need to go shopping. Oh, give me that cupcake. Oh, I'm gonna go gossip. We turn to those things that are not helpful. They'll help for for a very, very short amount of time. They give us that endorphin hit, but then we feel even worse. And so then we keep those emotions inside of us. So going back to what I was saying, it doesn't mean you're not going to feel quote unquote negative or bad things. It's that you feel through the depth of those. This is something I can teach you by us coaching together. Okay. 
So then you can get back into that state of authentic, genuine desire and presence, not you faking it, all right? Okay, one last thing I wanna tell you before we end this episode. It goes back to the model tool I keep mentioning. How I said circumstances don't create our results. Circumstances don't create our thoughts or our feelings. Like that is something that we need to be intentional about is what are we thinking whenever something happens, right? So if you're wanting to feel more desire in your life, then you need to start contemplating what is it do I need to think to feel more desire, okay? So it could be things like life is amazing, life is magical. I can't wait to see all the desirable things today. There's so many things in life that are amazing and desirable, okay? For me, what I think is life is so magical. Every single aspect of life is so magical and enjoyable, even the hard stuff. Because I have this deep-rooted belief, like I mentioned earlier, that we choose humanhood to feel all the feelings and to go through these things that are sometimes hard. And so it's all a journey. It's all a ride. It's all an experience. I had a tarot card reader once. I think I've said this story, but if I haven't, um, here it is. She would say, you know, life is like going to Disney World. Sometimes you might ride a ride and you get a little bit sick afterwards. You eat too much junk food and you feel sick. But then you, you learn from it and you get better. And so if you look at life like that, as it's all magical, it's all a game, it's all an experience, we're meant to experience, life feels a lot better. And if I'm saying this to you and you're like, yeah, well, easy for you to say, Lindsay, you have privilege as a white woman and you know, your life is so easy now. Okay, I hear you on the privilege part, absolutely. But I also hear you in that you can still learn the tools to feel an amazing life and to create whatever it is that you want. Your journey may be a little bit harder, not going to lie, but that just shows the trauma that needs to be healed, the shifts that need to be shifted, okay? And you may have to end up doing more mindset work and more trauma healing because you may experience more trauma in our world. Okay, but as long as you have those tools, you can still go through that stuff. And I will tell you, there are times, even as a woman, a white woman, I'm like, fuck, this is so fucking hard because I see the difference between my experience as a white woman versus my husband as a white male. And I'm like, I'm having to do more work than you. And there are times when it pisses me off. It really gets me in victim mode of like, life isn't fair. This sucks. I hate it. But then I feel through the depth of that. Like whenever Roe v. Wade was overturned, I had a weekend right after that. And I was like, I need time alone. And I raged. I raged for two days. I just kept raging. It just kept coming out of me. And so you can still create this too, okay? You've just got to heal some shit. And you got to know the process to keep healing shit when shit hits the fan. All right? Okay. I hope you have some great takeaways from today. I hope you have created or more desire in your life already you're feeling more desirable already you're seeing where you need to go to maybe do some healing your self-concept has changed you're just feeling maybe like a little bit lighter and if you're somebody who's not feeling lighter you're like oh man I've just been exposed to more layers I need to heal I'm sending you so much love and just know I am here for you if you want to shift these things 
you know where to find me. The first step is always to do a one-on-one consult with me so we can talk through where you're at now, where you wanna be. There's always a link in the show notes for it. I would love, love, love to help you. But my friend, regardless if we coach together or not, go out there, create that desire, become more desirable. Let's do this together. Let's make it happen. Let's be the most desirable people in any fucking room. Let's go. Thanks for tuning into the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast. If you haven't left a review for the show yet, what are you waiting for? Your reviews give us the feedback and momentum we need to continue to produce this incredible free content for you. Plus, when you leave a review for the show, you get a copy of my book for free. Simply take a picture of your review and submit it to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash one zero zero and you'll receive a digital copy of my wisdom from the first hundred episodes book this book is a study guide for life enjoy and of course share this show with your friends i believe every woman can create a deeply fulfilling life that lights them the fuck up from the inside the more you help others succeed the more you help yourself so share share, share this show. And I'll see you soon and your friends back on the show next week for another eye-opening episode. Until then, keep rocking it.